We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview, live stream, and podcast. The Goslings, a dark-lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers. A super chat of radical truth-seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end. Ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock. Guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind. And interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to the Goslings. Jazz. <laughs> yeah, what's up, everybody? Hello, Jazz. Hey, everyone, I'm Jonathan. I'm Nick. And we are the Goslings. And we are joined today by one of our friends and fellow authors, John Bernardo, author of Just a Typo. How you doing, John? Great. Thanks for having me back. This is my second time, so I really appreciate the, uh, the re-invite. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Glad to have you back, man. Yeah. We have all kinds of things to talk about. It's been a crazy year, <laughs> crazy year, <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to the when conversation. When was I on? Like, yeah, when was I? Don't remember when exactly I was on. I remember five months, six months, a year. It would have been about nine months ago. I think it was uh, November, yeah. October, November last year. Possibly, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. You, yeah. John, you were one of our first, uh, one of our first guests, if not our first. Guest. Yeah, it was right after your book came out. Yeah. So that's got to be, yep. yeah, so that's March, yep. uh, February, well, yeah, that's a year, almost a year. I mean, yeah. but it, it feels even longer than that. <laughs> it feels like there's been like Every year 18 just, trips you know? around the sun in the past uh, year. It's been crazy. Yeah. Man, well, we are super excited to have you with us. And, uh, of course, we are, uh, you know, we're the Goslings, mm-hmm. as uh, you guys may or may not know. Uh, we are the Goslings, and uh, we always begin our live streams with a toast, Jonathan. With a toast. Yes. Let me get our ticker going. Take here. up your mugs mm-hmm. and read on the ticker on the bottom if you need some inspiration. And uh, I will say the first half and everybody else say the second half. Let's do it. Take up the broken sword of your father. And strike and down the strike darkness. strike down the darkness. Cheers. Cheers, John. Oh, there's like next to nothing in mine. Did you did you drain mine while I was? I did looking? not. I did not. These are big at the bottom. You gotta you gotta yeah, really, really fill them are. up. Wow, we got these Kothon mugs. Uh, these are handmade Spartan Kothon mugs by a, a guy named Joel Cherico, who runs Cherico Pottery. Um, he did like a promo thing on Instagram with uh, with Stephen Pressfield, another one of our favorite writers. And uh, these things are they're not cheap, but they're <laughs> no. they're awesome yeah they are and uh, we got a couple crafted artisan everyone made yeah. by hand uh everyone unique yeah so uh, they it's kind of cool it's it's funny when you sale start. right they're, they're for they sale are. they oh, are yeah yep. yeah a a for you guys will help you out hey Thanks, audience John. go get the mug 
there you go i think he had like three of these left and they're like i think they're like 200 bucks a pop but i don't know if he's gonna make any more like they're they're pretty killer i hope he does yeah me too he's awesome anyways well john we got tons of questions for you man uh we got a limited amount of time so uh we'll just jump right let's do it. it let's do it um i just want to kind of hit a quick reset switch i know we probably talked about this in the past but uh just to prep our audience for your novel just a typo what was the major inspiration for writing the book? Uh, that's a good question. I probably answered it nine months ago and I don't remember what I said last time, but the inspiration <laughs> for the book was just, I had this idea. Actually, you know, I do remember because I had done a documentary about $2 bills. Maybe we talked about yes. that. Maybe we didn't. That's a whole other topic, but I had, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a writer and a filmmaker. I write, uh, you know, and creative uh, artist, I guess, as you could call it. And I had done a documentary and I was looking for another documentary idea. And I had an idea for a fake documentary, just like a spoof, a mockumentary, if you will. And it was just going to be about this celebrity who tweeted something out that was um, a mistake, just like what the book is. And as I was working on it, I was like, it's just, it was just so much to craft a 90 minute, 100 minute film. And I just, you know what, this is just, I just want to get back to my roots as a prose writer. And I'm just going to write this as a, a novel and let it take me where it took me. And so uh, the idea was that it started as a fake documentary where we'd have people talking about this incident and what happened to him because of it. And then it just, I turned into say, this would be a much better novel. Uh, and that's what I did. And, and the idea, I think, you know, the typo that he has, uh, again, without getting too much into the book, you know, Weird Al Yankovic, the, the main character loves Weird Al Yankovic. That's kind of, I like, you know, I love taking existing formats and changing them into something else. So I always like how Weird Al Yankovic takes existing beats and rhythms and changes the words and makes it work. Uh, mm -hmm. Long story short, when I hear songs, I usually just in my head change the lyrics. And in one of them, I changed cool. the word that you know that is the word that's in the book, the one with the L and then the one without the L. And I just did it with a song that had the word in it. And I said, well, that'd be funny. And so that's how I got the idea for the, the tweet. And I'm not going to give that away. But um, so yeah. it was a combination of things. I said, oh, wouldn't it be funny if someone meant to say this word and the L came out and said that word. And meanwhile, I'm trying to come up with a fake documentary. And I was like, it all just kind of melded together to come up with this hysterical uh, idea that I had. <laughs> It's genius. And I love the explanation in the beginning about how you, when using the iPhone, if you hit any other letter and create a non-word, it self-corrects and you're fine. But where right, the position right. of the L is, if you miss that L, baby, oof, you are you find yourself in handcuffs, unable to eat your yes. burnt Pop-Tarts, you know? Exactly, <laughs> right. Before you know because the, the cops are you away. <laughs> yeah and i didn't know any of that in advance it was just fortuitous that the l was there so when i'm writing that i'm just kind of making that up as i go along and like, you know what i'm doing it with my fingers testing it out going hey you know but if you miss the l you're stuck with the word it just worked out really well uh, so i got Beautiful. i got lucky sometimes you get lucky as a writer oh that's genius i'm like no it's not genius it just worked out you know so. no one has to know i so. love it i love the, no i love the character I love the main character, Mo. He's, uh, yeah. you know, you go through like his whole his whole backstory growing up. He comes from this just awful human beings raising him and in his family, <laughs> has an awful upbringing. And uh, he's always he always wanted to be a game show host. That's like his big dream. And, and it's he, good psychology for the character, too. The The backstory makes a lot of it, sense. It really does. Yeah. And he goes yeah. to he puts his butt where his heart wants to be. Yeah. And he goes to L.A. Yeah. Goes to Hollywood. Leaves the girl for it. And he actually becomes a game show host. And it's at mm -hmm. this peak of his accomplishment. You know, mm -hmm. he's like right there. I mean, he's at, the, he's at the top of his game as a game show host. That's when he makes this horrible, horrible. Faux pas. Yeah. 
to say the least. Flag paw, if you will. And yeah. the entire yeah. world turns on him on <laughs> yeah. a dime. <laughs> well, the key uh, was that as you're as we're talking about how he got to prominence, all of this, all, everything that I talk about is how he got there. There's something that happens, which comes back to haunt him later on, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. So the family mm-hmm. he lives with when he first moves to California, the girlfriend that he dated uh, when he's working for a senior citizens facility, calling bingo balls. I mean, bingo. everywhere <laughs> is something where he upsets what not really offensive he doesn't offend anybody not on purpose but once he is once that typo comes out later and now he's looked at us in the public as a bad guy it reshapes all of his past things he's ever done and everybody looks at those as negative things you know the halloween pictures you know this all comes from my personal experience watching celebrities go down and watching people form an opinion and then using that opinion to make facts out of things that happened in the past that aren't facts and yep. that's exactly yep. what happens to this guy. I mean, he lives a, a normal life. He's a good guy. Uh, he has a couple of faux pas, which are minor. But then once he's considered a bad guy because of this tweet, everybody goes back and says, oh, I'm offended by that now, 20 mm-hmm. years later. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that the whole, that's, that's the culture that I believe that we live in, is that as soon as you form an opinion on somebody, then everything they do is framed in that light, and you've got no chance. You know, If you're looked yeah. at as a bad guy, you can't escape it. Guilty yep. until proven innocent. Yeah, for real, for real. You know, when I read this book last year, I was, you know, I mean, it's a satire and it's great and it's hilarious. And uh, yeah, every page is funny. Yeah, I laughed a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could totally see how something like this could happen. Yeah, I could totally see. This is so great. Yeah, it's almost, you know, in a a way, it's like an exaggeration of cancel culture. And then the and then this past year (laughs) has passed. (laughs) And my opinion has actually changed quite a bit on you know, it's not much it's of an evolved exaggeration. A little bit. Yeah. And yeah. So <laughs> pretty accurate, actually, to cancel culture. One of my questions to you, John, was has how has your opinion of cancel culture evolved or has it since you first published this book? I mean, a lot's happened in the past year and a year, half a year. I think if anything, um, what's happened just justifies that the book is on point. I mean, that's really the simplest way I can put it. My opinion hasn't changed. My opinion, if I were to write the book today from scratch, I probably would have written the same thing because it's, this is the world we live in. As I just described, you make a mistake, you are branded as a bad person or you're branded as a homophobe or whatever the case may be. Um, Mm -hmm. When you make an excuse and you apologize, say, look, I just left the L out of that word and now it becomes homophobic. No Mm -hmm. one believes it. No one wants to accept it as a reason. Uh, Everybody has their own opinion and, their opinion is correct. You know, opinions now are facts in most people's mind. We learn that mm-hmm. from, you know, alternative facts. Yeah. Um, when you believe something is true, it's true, whether or not you're right. And so that is, I don't think my opinions change. I think this book is right on point. And uh, I said before, and on this, maybe on your show before and on other ones, um, it's entirely crazy what happens, but it's also totally plausible that this could happen. I mean, as absurd yeah. as it is, yeah. it's yeah. definitely something mm-hmm. that could happen. And yeah, I, I call I that a satire, uh, satire turned prophecy. Yeah, in a way. yeah it is prophetic. because every time yeah. you, every, every time you, you know, look at the news, it's like somebody's getting, you know, berated for having an Hillary. offensive uh, opinion. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. just, you know, they're the mobs coming after them and trying to shut them down because someone got their feelings hurt. Yeah, and I mean, you're 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 a humor writer. You're you're a, you're a documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it's comedy. Yeah. You people are supposed to get their feeling. Everyone has a sacred cow. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone's, I certainly have my secret cows, but that sure. doesn't mean when I get my feelings hurt, I don't want anyone else to be able to listen to the comedian and <laughs> right. have a good laugh. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. It doesn't seem like it's like the most selfish thing a person could do to try to shut someone down. Well, that's, there's an example in the book when he works at the sports bar and uh, hosts a trivia contest. And part of the gig is just being witty and fun and making fun of the people who are playing along. And he ends up offending like everybody, but it's all in good fun. And people come there because like a roast, they come there because they want to be the next victim. But then later on, when something happens and turns it, they become offended. So comedy, yeah, I mean, and I think I even wrote a line in the book that, you know, comedy shows got shut down. I mean, it got to a point with this dystopian world at the end of the book where you can't tell a joke. Um, yeah. And comedic, comedy shows are off the air. Nobody writes them. Comedians are out of work because, God forbid, you make a joke, you're offending somebody. And that's that's the extreme I think we're, we're headed. So it's a perfect mm-hmm. example that comedy is uh, not pretty anymore. It seems like there's just one small group of people, though, that are just sitting there on Twitter waiting. Like, what would you <laughs> say? What would you say? to people who are just sitting there deliberately waiting to be offended? Um, get over yourself. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, get over it. Yeah. Get yeah. a life, get a life. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah. you, you, I think you're right though. People are finding reasons to get offended and that, uh, that offends me <laughs> actually, you know, yeah. uh, go do something better with your life than worry about what Roseanne said yesterday in her tweet or whoever is, you know, the latest, I, you know, if someone dressed up as a blackface 35 years ago, like that one senator, I remember, I forget who it was. I mean, the guy was in college. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it wasn't the smartest thing, but it was a different world and he didn't, wasn't thinking. And, you know, he was in college. What yeah, it's college. Do? Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I the, dressed as Virginia, actually the governor of Virginia that did that. Oh, and Justin Trudeau okay. did that, turns mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Right, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And I tell you that the Halloween costumes in the book to give a spoiler away to the audience, but uh, there's a part where the guy is in, in college um, and dresses up as a number of costumes with his friends when he's young and those come back to haunt him later. But those costumes are almost all exact costumes that I wore. Um, <laughs> no kidding. That's all. Oh, that's right. Great. Yeah. Uh, I'll give yeah. one the Amish Superman is one of them. And I actually <laughs> drive photos. I could probably pull one up on my phone here. I'm gonna have to dig it up. Okay, so he, the Amish (laughs) Superman. I always like to combine two things that didn't go together. So, what would the Amish Superman be? Black hat, Uh beard, mustache, all black, with an S on his chest and a cape. (laughs) And uh, I will, if you don't mind, I will scroll forward here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. While we're going, I wonder what his superpower would be. What would an Amish (laughs) Superman superpower be? (laughs) The ability to build a barn in five seconds. Ability to turn a light on. I don't know. Maybe or radio. He can operate See, an that iPhone. Problem, that that probably, if there's anybody Amish listening, I just offended somebody who's Amish listening. Although they right can't listen with, because yeah. they can't. Yeah, right, they uh, can't. Yeah, who's going to play it stronger than yeah. a speedy bull? <laughs> <laughs> More powerful than a three-horse buggy. <laughs> yeah, what's okay, the horse so I'm digging for this. I'm, I'm going to keep digging while we're talking, but you can, you know, I'm involved <laughs> sure. in the conversation. I'm just going to see. Because it's an old photo that I snapped a picture of to send somebody, so I have to... Uh, I have no idea timetable wise where it is. So I'm just scrolling. Nah, keep digging. Dig, you're good. But uh, anyway, the point is, is that, yeah, people who are looking to get offended, I mean, that just drives me nuts. Like, you know, go find something better to do. It takes a lot to offend me personally. Yeah. And I don't even know who's, if, I can't name anybody who's offended me. Um, actually, the only people who can offend me are family members. Like, if my brother were to say something 
about my son or something just off the top of my head, I might be offended by that. But I'm not going to get offended by what, I mean, I'm Italian. I'm not going to get offended by what somebody says about Italians on Twitter. I'll probably find it funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I've been offended many, many times. I've been offended many times watching stand-up comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there are some comics that I'm just like, all right, fine, I'm not gonna. I, I'm just or not it's gonna just watch. too much. You know what? Like, Bill oh, Maher's okay. offended me many a time, but yeah. like lately, I've been watching a lot of his stuff. There's yeah. a lot of the stuff he says doesn't offend. You know, it's like I'll just. Why can't you just take what you like, forget the rest? Right. Got to get your feelings hurt. Or just not take it personally. Yeah. I mean, you just, know, nothing like, when get over it. when there's a joke that really offends me, and I still laugh. Mm-hmm. There's something really cathartic about that. Yeah. Like, you just kind of make that little step to not take yourself it's so almost, seriously. It's All right, okay, you got me. Experience. Yeah, yeah, where you can just be like, oof, man, that would hit close to home, but it was still funny. Yeah. So I find that stuff very too. funny. Mel Brooks stuff, I find his stuff. Oh, yeah. You can know, never get away with that now. Mel Brooks stuff is you funny. You can never I mean, make blazing make saddles. Fun of, oh, my God, no. But go ahead and make fun of, <laughs> I don't even want to name the ethnicities, but go ahead and do it because I know it's a joke. We all know right. stereotypes. Uh, it's not really offensive. I found the picture, by the way. Nice. Now, of course, this is a this is a great picture because there's two really good looking women with me. But awesome! I'm going to turn can, uh, our camera off to maximize. Uh, okay, right. that is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> well done. Oh, well, you can well see. Done. I mean, you can. <laughs> Cheers to you. You can yeah. see the. Um, I mean, again, it's two women and me. So you can see the S on my chest. You can see the hat and the beard. That was the idea. I don't have a picture of. That's the only one I can remember <laughs> offhand. But, I, uh, I don't it. know where those two girls are now, but they're not anywhere near me. So. Oh, it's a shame. Well, can't have everything. Yeah, so if Superman's Clark Kent. What is Amish Superman's like? Jedediah. That's a great. That's a great Jedediah malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But the um for just to put a wrap on that story, the other costumes in the book I wore too. One of them was called white trash where you have a garbage bag on and you just stick garbage <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. Dude, white I got called out. Just... I got called out for white trash being racist. Not too long ago. I really? was told I couldn't say white trash anymore. Cause it's racist. Like you, well, John, is, just a typo is so prophetic. Like, I don't even know if any of us understand how prophetic <laughs> it is. Like what's you getting know? so crazy. You can't even make fun of yourself anymore. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 <sighs> No nerd yeah. jokes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so self-deprecating humor doesn't work. No, self-deprecation does not. You know, it. It. You know, Conan o- uh, O'Brien. You know, made a career out of it. But nowadays, you know, if you were a, a nine-foot-tall, freckled, you know, ginger, which you can't even say ginger anymore. Nothing's funny you know? anymore. Yeah, nothing's funny anymore. You know. Well, that's uh, that was going to be one of my questions, John, just to get your thoughts on it. Um, I've been a fan of stand-up comedy for almost all of my life. You know, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, you know, Robin Williams, uh, just everybody. Um, but one thing I've noticed is like it is it is part um, they say philosophy is dead, but philosophy can exist in the realm of stand-up comedy. And I think even more so it's because of the irreverent nature of stand-up comedy. You have to be able to eat those sacred cows do you think that um, irreverence is an essential part of comedy and not just stand up or writing, but just in comedy in general? I think it's a major part. I mean, I think you could probably get away without it. I mean, observational yeah. humor, you can, it doesn't necessarily need a reverence. You just point out things that we all experience that we relate to that never has really yeah. been brought to our attention on that level. And you laugh 
So it doesn't have to be irreverent, but I, I know the more irreverent, probably the funnier it can be. I mean, yeah. you're only going to make me laugh so much by telling me a, a common experience about clipping my toenails. That's only going to get you so far. Um, but if you can get that, if you can get more reverence in there and take it to another level, I personally, you know, find it funnier. Sebastian Maniscalco is observational, but he also emphasizes yes. it with with gestures. You know, he's doing the uh -huh. he's doing the gesticulations and, and yeah, yeah, the Chipotle guy bouncing from you know, if you've seen that thing where the Chipotle, <laughs> what he's saying isn't necessarily as funny as him making fun of the people who go from you know the chicken to the salad to the tomatoes, mm -hmm. and he's jumping up and down uh, and his his so you know. I don't even think over the years there's been so many comedians that have had different styles. Sam Kinison yelling, you know. Oh, ah! I love Sam Kinison. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. you, you, so good. Start, I, the answer to the question has to be, you know, to each his own. Irreverence is great, but you don't need it. I mean, yeah. some people can make you laugh without it, and some people absolutely depend on it. I like Weird Al. I mean, we Nick and I have been fans of Weird Al. Oh yeah, forever since I was little. Yeah, I, I still watch UHF probably at least every two years. I watched UHF with my kids, <laughs> uh, and they've seen it like three times. It's it was one of the first non -anim animated movies that I watched with them. Yeah, and they it's like their favorite. Have you been a fan of Weird Al? Because oh yeah, because in fact, just oh yeah, but that's where it comes from. It's just yeah. it's me extolling my love for him through the character. In fact, all songs that the character wrote, I, I wrote. I actually dug yeah. up the lyrics recently. They're in a box in the closet behind oh, me. Um, the one that's, we didn't write the language. You remember that one for We Didn't Start the Fire, Billy <laughs> <Yeah>. Joel? There was <laughs> yeah, a line where he yeah. mentioned, he goes, I can't, he goes, I can't mention the lyrics here because I'm in too much trouble already. But I found the lyrics to those. And uh, my God, I mean, that would get anybody in trouble. But that was, a, they're all songs I wrote. Um, you know, Mike and the Mechanics. All I need is a uh, is a testicle instead of all I need is a miracle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that one? <laughs> so the refrain. So I put uh -huh. the refrain in the book. I mean, I had him sing it real briefly. And the funny thing is, I'm doing the my buddy, uh, not buddy, a guy I hired is doing the audio book right now, and we were talking yeah. about it in advance. And he's he's like, "Do I need to sing these songs?" I'm like, "Yes, you need to sing these songs." <laughs> yes, you do. Um, so I'm yeah. I'm proofing the book as he goes along. He's only got a few chapters left, but you know, I haven't gotten to the part where he sings that song yet, but I can't wait to hear him say, "All I need are some testicles. All I need are two. I mean, cuz you know he's just suffering when he's doing I, it. You're like, gonna, "Oh, this yeah, feels good." It's going to be hysterical for me to listen to that uh, if he as long as he goes full tilt with it, which he better. Or oh, I'm going to have him Yeah, he better better right yeah i noticed those... on your uh well i was just gonna say i noticed on your youtube channel actually you've done a couple parodies where you're like actually perform like weird al would do yeah you know you yeah put, like, well the, there's a story the, behind the those yeah i used to teach really? at lynn university uh, in boca and lynn boca raton florida and lynn university was actually the host to the presidential debate in 2012 okay. which is hard to believe that's 10 years ago when um, yeah. romney and obama debated so we had yep. this, a year of planning and as part of the curriculum, the faculty, we all had to do debate related stuff. And uh, I forget how it came about, but I said, well, I'll do some song parodies. <laughs> Someone said, okay. And I said, I'll do some yeah. song parodies. Uh, so I did the one, which was the Kermit the Frog. Um, mm -hmm. What's this over the rainbow? No, uh, the Rainbow mm -hmm. Connection. Rainbow Connection, and, yeah. Um, what did I call that song? Um, Answer the Question. It's called Answer the Question because my 
<laughs> my opinion was always that, you know, you ask somebody a question in a debate and they just go off on their own talking points. So I, I wrote a song about answering the question, how they don't do that. And they go off on their own tangents. And then we did a video for it. I bought a little Kermit the Frog collar and I sat in front of a green screen. We put a tree behind me. Did you saw it? You just saw it? <laughs> I didn't see it's that on one. The oh, that's I on the channel. You did, you sing it at, did, did you sing it in a Kermit voice? I know I sang it in my own voice, but I'm doing this somewhere. Da, 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 da. I just totally did a Kermit <laughs> the impression. Awesome. Yes. And then I had little bubbles that popped up. I'm sitting in a forest and uh, oh, it's, it's, it's hysterical. So yeah, I, I, oh, shit, I did I that one. Yeah, that, it's on I was the, doing my I mean, research, whole... man. I was doing my research go for the interview it. and I missed that one. Shoot. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. 10 years Where's old this... right now, but wow, man, crazy. It still holds up. Uh, where's the best place for people to find works like that for you? Um, is there a specific YouTube channel or should they go to your well, website? Okay. No, I have, um, I have a website, which is no, actually I have a YouTube channel and it's not a channel that I actually populate with much because I did this documentary about $2 bills, which again, we can mm -hmm. talk about or not talk about, yep. but then I yep. built a channel called the $2 bill documentary where I put the trailer up and I put some unused footage and then I started creating, uh, extra material that I couldn't use in the film. I ended up having like 60 videos on that channel. I've got 23,000 subscribers um, wow. and it's awesome. monetized. It generates a few bucks a month and I've got awesome. a pretty big following there. So that is like my main YouTube channel. I had another channel for my business where I videotape corporate events and sports. I would put all that on that channel. So I have two channels and I say, you know, I need to put, like if I make something funny, I need a place to put it. So I have my own channel with just my name, but it hasn't been one that I've really pushed and populated with a lot of content it used to be just where i put videos of my son up so that my family could watch um oh, yeah. and then i put a couple of small videos that i did like i did one in college where i was a um what was it i played a car salesman named suicide charlie and one of those crazy car salesmen's like crazy eddie <laughs> oh, yeah. in new york and he yeah. was like if you don't uh -huh. buy a car for me i'm gonna kill myself i got a gun to my head right now if you don't get down here and buy a car i'm gonna blow my brains out <laughs> and so i said i need a place this stuff I, you know in the that's old offensive days, that's VHS. offensive john yeah. it's <laughs> offensive <laughs> but in the old days it lived on vhs so once i converted it to you know digital i was like i need a place to put it so i started putting stuff mm -hmm. like that on my so so my own personal youtube channel ended up being a place where i just put some old stuff yeah, and I did a couple of new pieces. I put those parodies from 10 years ago up. And then I know we're going to talk about the Prince Andrew interview. I put it up there. So, yeah, I'd love for everybody to follow the channel and subscribe. However, it's not like I'm putting videos up regularly. I put something up here and there. But if you wanted to find me on YouTube, I believe it's just John Bernardo, my name, uh, mm -hmm. youtube.com slash John Bernardo. Uh, yep. But, yeah, it's not a channel that I, I would love to be able to put stuff up regularly. I wish I had the kind of free time that allowed me to just go do something goofy every week and throw it up on YouTube. <laughs> Um, it doesn't right. work that way, unfortunately, but, um, it, it is a channel I would like to do more with. So somewhere down the road, I will. Oh man. Well, you, you got can the, see you... some of this goofy stuff there. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I mean, the videos that you make, hey, first of all, you've got the video making skills. You made a whole documentary, but when you put it together, even some of these shorter videos, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And we should talk about the Prince Andrew. Absolutely. Uh, video. Yeah. 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 So you interviewed <laughs> Prince Andrew. Prince yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, fascinating conversation. The royal, yeah. formerly known as Prince. The, the, <laughs> the royal. So you can't call. That's even. That's even in the interview. Can I even call you <laughs> Prince Sandra anymore? He goes, no. yeah. Yeah. You go through like all so of his the... titles. He's like, no. Mm -mm. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. so it's just Andy. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The background on that is, um, so good. See, that's something I wish if I just could spend every day doing whatever I want, I would just pull famous interviews and just do those all the time. There was a show so on good. HBO. Maybe you guys are uh, old enough to remember called not necessarily the news. Yeah. I remember. You ever heard of it? Yeah. The old days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the, some, some famous comedians actually started there anyway. So that was a show. They did a lot of that. They did short little bits with fake interviews and that stuck with me. I love that kind of, comedy because like i mentioned before about weird al i love having to take an existing something and play with it and change it to make it funny you know when weird al does song parodies he has to stick to a certain rhythm and he has to stick to a certain lyrical pattern and so can you add new words to make it work i love that challenge so when you have an existing interview and you have only so many words that prince andrew said in that interview that he did with the bbc can I rearrange those sentences and add my own to make it funny? I love that sort of a challenge. I, I personally find that very funny. So yeah. got a transcription of the interview. Um, you know, the good news is he had a lot of no's, no, no, no. I've, I've seen the photograph, you know, of him with the girl and I changed it to him with Spider-Man, you know, that sort of thing. And you say, can I come up with a story? And, uh, I, you know, I find the writing challenge of that to be the best part. And once it was written and made me laugh, now I'd have to record it. And then I had to did, I put myself in front of a green screen and then try to do a background that looked like I was in the same room as he was. That was um, a green you know, and then I had to, wow. and when I edited it together, you know, there's a lot of shots of the interviewer with him, the two people in a shot. Sometimes it's a close yeah. up of him, sometimes it's a close up of her. Sometimes he's talking while you're looking at her. So if I want to use mm. that audio, I have to insert myself. So there's a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It took a lot of time yeah. to make what ended up being whatever it was, an eight minute video. But I, I love the way it came out. Um, and again, your listeners can go check it out. Uh, the link is in the description Andrew. of this video. Oh, good. The link okay. is in this yeah. description of this video. Yep. Yep. Okay. The Prince Andrew good. interview. And I'm surprised that yeah. was a green screen that you were in front of too. I thought that you probably just tried to find a room that maybe matched his background a little bit and you just kind of did it no, there. No, I had to do that later. Wow. I found stock footage of a um, – I tried to do stock footage of royal backgrounds or and then I had to recolor it. So, I mean, it took a while. Actually yeah. – um, just thinking out loud, the photo, there was a picture on the wall. I actually got another stock photo of a gold frame uh, and put that up on the wall behind me. So there was a lot I had to do to make it look real. But if it doesn't look real, it's not believable. So that was another yeah. part of the this is all stuff I'm doing, like, you know, when I should be doing something else constructive. You know, I should be <laughs> And it takes so much time. Too. It takes a lot of family. work. <laughs> but, um, you know, books, yeah, the book takes a lot of time to document it. But yeah. if I really set my mind to doing it, um, I do it. And that's so that's something I really wanted to do. So now I just need it. You know, I need to get inspired for another one. I need to find the right interview. And if I did it again, I would want something more timely because, um, I, sh- I mean, I should have, I didn't know at the time I was going to do it, but when the Andrew interview first came out within like weeks, other people had done their own versions. So what oh, I was yeah. doing wasn't really original. It was just my take on it. And it was, you know, six months late. So now if I was on my game, as soon as a new interview comes out, this big Dateline interview with somebody, uh, I should take mm-hmm. it and just run with it and have it done in a week, and put it up, and I'll get more views because it'll be more topical. I got an idea for you. Why don't you maybe Im- uh, impersonate a uh, an attorney, do courtroom <laughs> background, and do the Johnny Depp Am- yeah. Amber Heard trial? <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. I'm saying like, Cross-examine you do it, them. Yeah. Cross-examine yeah. them. Or oh, you could, um, or you could go really meta with it, John, and uh, do the same thing, but for Weird Al and Weird Al interviews. 
because there aren't a lot of Weird Al interviews. It's true. But if you like wanted to go cerebral and layer and you know layer up the satire and the weirdness of it, you could like do the same thing. Yep. You, you could do to Weird Al what Weird Al does to everybody, you know. Which <laughs> is kind of how you do like. <laughs> that's it like would how be you a great channel. A great channel yeah. on YouTube is just all It'd existing awesome. material repurposed into a, a fake interview. If that would be like, if that were huge. my thing, I could probably build an audience if I was doing it regularly. You really could, because honestly, one of my favorite YouTube channels is called Aural Knots. Uh, oh, yeah. Aural and uh, they're great. They and they're super talented. They kind of do the same thing that you do, except they do them with more like bad lip reading. It's like bad lip reading, yeah, except yeah. for the Star Wars movies. And they re they recontextualize all of the characters and everything to where like the Jedi are just a bunch of smackheads, you know, like Darth Vader is just like a corporate manager. Like he's just living in court, you know, the empire is just a corporate. So, but it's all the same thing. It's like oh. exactly what, what you're doing. And Jay Reese. we've got, we've got Jay Reese Bradley saying yeah. Putin. Hello, Jay Reese. How are you? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You beat me to it. Awesome. But the question is, would that be, be great. He doesn't, he doesn't speak in English, but I guess what's good about that is you could just put subtitles, say whatever you, you could wants. do whatever you want. You could be like, yeah, right, just put subtitles. Yeah. All right, Jay Reese, I'm going to uh, call you and you can, you can help me write it. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. Very good suggestion. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to we're going to do our uh, we're going to do our three minute and 57 second break so I can change yeah. the camera battery. as <laughs> is. But it gives you guys time to get a refresh. Beverage, yeah. bathroom, smoke, whatever you need to do. And we'll be back with John Bernardo in just three minutes and 57 seconds, folks. Here we go. That's right. I am relieved. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. We are with the awesome and extremely talented John Bernardo talking about just a typo. We're talking about his YouTube channel, talking about his awesome Prince Andrew video. John, uh, I hope uh, I hope you maximize your time with the break real quick. I know we don't have a whole lot of time with you on the back end, but I just sat here and waited for four minutes. Sit my okay, okay. Good. Check, the, check the Yankee score real quick. I'm fine. Good, yeah. good deal. Good. good deal. I have the bladder of a peanut. <laughs> oh, it's always funny uh, with uh, some of the guests, like seeing how long I can get the guests to go on the back end as we get to like the two hour mark and just <laughs> yeah. watching Nick squirm over uh, here. He loves knowing, to make me squirm. You know, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Four, hey, uh, as, four minutes is plenty of time to pee. However, if I walk out of here and I'll get distracted, my wife will ask me a mm. question. Next thing I know, I'll yep. be like sitting on the couch watching TV going, oh, wait a second. They're, they've been back on for 25 minutes. Just stay right here. Yeah, and then man. we'd be offended. <laughs> and then we'd be offended. How dare you? With their jowl. Because I'm well, at the uh, age where, yeah, I'm at the age where you forget things like in a matter of seconds, right? You guys have been there, right? You put something down yeah. for a second and, t- and yep. you, then you walk out the, the door time. without it. So if I need to take mm-hmm. something with me and I know I need, I just literally hold it or somehow attach it to me. Because if I, I say to myself, if I put this down, I will forget to pick it back up. So I'll mm-hmm. pee with it in my hand or something just so I don't put it <laughs> oh, down. Yeah. And forget you know, yeah, like mm-hmm. holding lunch or something, I'm peeing, so I don't forget to take That's my a lunch dangerous gambit. That's a dangerous well, gambit. Well, I, I can't forget. It's more dangerous to forget it and leave it at home. So, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. where we are. So I just uh-huh. decided to sit here for four minutes so that I make sure I come back. That's smart. That's, awesome. well, that's the mind of a creative. You know, that's a, that's a creative mindset. That's all right. Um, I want to hear about the Chick-fil-A. Yeah, what's thing? your beef against Chick-fil-A? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm going to okay. turn the chat on, too, while we do this. I'm going to be totally – so there is a – like I love humor writing, and I didn't realize there were all these online publications that accept submissions. And one of them is Medium, uh, medium.com, and then under medium.com, there's like a subdivision, a comedy called Slackjaw. 
So I saw this and I was like, oh, I have to, I mean, this is like great. I mean, I can write, I don't have to write a book. I can write an article and I can put it up there. And it is, they are monetized, you know, per views. Uh, but I was like, this is just great. I'm going to just crank these stories out. That's, 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 I'll get to the back end of that story in a minute. But so I'm like, all right, so what should I write about? You got to have something to write about. I need a topic that I can make fun of. And the first day that I was trying to think of a, an idea up sitting in a Chick-fil-A line and realizing how fast it was going. So of course, it's the first thing on my mind, I go, God, they're so freaking fast. I have to like, you know, the guys with the suspenders, I'm, you know, now I'm paying attention to all the details. The cars are backed up to the interstate. So I get all these ideas coming. So I came home and I sat down and I started hacking away and uh, I just made like an open letter. Like, Hey, please. Like I'm the idea was that I'm away from my family. I need a break. And you guys are getting me through the line in like three minutes. He's I got no time to himself. I want the traditional fast food experience. I want to sit in this line for 25 minutes. I want you to screw up my order. I want to pull off to the side while you fix it. And this way I have a half an hour to listen to my radio, make a call. I mean, that was the whole concept behind it. And so as soon as I caught on to that, it started coming together really quickly. And then you yeah. just start writing, with, you know, just explaining how I, hey, you know, I pulled up and you guys are so efficient and, and then just the whole thing. So I put it on. It was the first article I ever submitted to Slackjaw, and they accepted it. And awesome. it got published. And I was like, this is great. This is a piece of cake. So the, yeah. the here's the back end of the story is that I wrote four or five articles since. None of them got accepted. And I thought huh. they were hysterical. And other and I never want to say this to them because I don't want to you know, complain. Who knows what their sensibilities are? But I wrote some yeah, other articles sure. that I thought were damn funny, funnier than other stuff I've read on there. Um, and they just, for whatever reason, didn't get accepted. Like this piece isn't right for us or we're not ready to publish this right now. So here yeah. I am on Medium as a published writer, I even added it to my Twitter profile, like published on Slackjaw. And I haven't put a, a second article up. I mean, I don't write them very frequently. I just write one when I get inspired. But yeah, uh, yeah so that article is great. And then a couple I wrote that um, apparently that they didn't think were great, but I did just didn't make it. So it's a really good article about Chick-fil-A, but it's the only one that I published on that uh, page. That's and so I'm not, I haven't really written any other ones recently because I'm, I'm not really a short form writer and they kind of yeah. not skewed me from doing it, but I'm just like, geez, if I'm going to write real funny stuff and they're not going to take it, like I thought it was easy. Like, oh, this Chick-fil-A article, they just took it right away. I'm great. And yeah. I, haven't had a, <laughs> I haven't had an acceptance since. So that surprises you know, everything. Me. Yeah, I was surprised too. The couple I wrote that were really good. Um, I'm cursed now because I blaspheme the Lord's chicken, says Jay Reese. I'm going to just follow along with you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know, Jay right? Is, great. I'm on you, Jay Reese. I'm watching what you're saying over there. So, um, right. I, you know, so I don't know what happened, but it was. it's a good article. Again, if you go to medium.com, uh, which is a subscription service, but you do get two free articles a month. So you can type my name in and read that article about Chick-fil-A. But you won't be able to read any other ones. Because they have not published any of my other ones. Which is <laughs> stupid. Which is so stupid. Right. So here, stupid. You, here you are saying, oh, the exceptional talented, and the guy's got one article he can get published out of five. Uh, so <laughs> I'm hitting 20, hitting 200. So, um, you know, it is what it is. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the reason for that was? Do you think it's because Chick Fil A is somewhat of a politicized, you know, name brand, household name kind of? Do you think it was the subject matter or what? Yeah, maybe because you were familiar with it. I, you know, they're looking for interesting concepts. The whole idea about getting an article published is that you come up with like um, a concept that, like, you know, when you read the headline, interests you right away, and you have to have like a a theme that carries through, like a, a running gag. 
So in this case, yeah. the running gag was that they're so fast that it pisses me off. And, you know, you can hit a number of different jokes about how fast they are. And you can, you know, you can keep the article going with different examples of speed. And, yeah. you know, I think some of the other articles I wrote were funny. I don't know if they had like that, that hook that, you know, I understand exactly what this article is. I'm, not, I'm sure I'm right. just guessing here. I mean, one of them was... Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually have them on my desktop here. I have to move my screen over and, and look at them. Uh, one of them was a, 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 um, a counselor at a camp saying his farewell to the kids because he's just been fired. And he's like, this is my farewell speech to the kids. And he's just, so kids, I'm sorry I'm leaving you. I, I shouldn't have had that girl in my cabin. But no, he just starts going off on everything he did wrong. And yeah. they didn't, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was offensive. Uh, maybe probably with maybe was, what isn't these days you know yeah so um, i don't know what to read i don't i mean again i write what i think is funny and um if somebody else doesn't think it's funny it doesn't you know it doesn't hurt i mean we all have our different sensibilities yeah. and for whatever reason they didn't think that was right for their audience so be it i'm not going to complain about disappointed but uh you know it, it that's that's the way it goes so one one out of five i got published and I'm, i haven't really been writing them lately so um don't, don't keep looking but <laughs> i'll text you guys <laughs> if i get one on there you know you do a really good job of not being political when you yeah. put stuff out there yeah and everything you do is hilarious yeah you do a really good job of that um i and, and think just everything seems like it's just run amok with trying to silence silence and cancel and censor and so forth but I don't know. It's, it's almost like this turning of the tide. Like people are um, sick of it. Yeah, they're sick of it. Like we want to have fun. Yeah. For example, I saw this. It, we we do. Like, and, loosen and your booty hole and have fun. <laughs> loosen your booty hole. <laughs> Take a stick Lighten out, man. up. So there is this. Uh, uh, I, I, what is this? Uh, what, what site is this? Do you recognize that site? What is that? Uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's one of the British. It looks yeah, like a British Daily uh, UK or something. Yeah. Uh, there's this article that says uh, the new Yellowstone. Chris Pratt's new Navy thriller, The Terminalist, defies woke critics' scathing reviews to shoot up ratings chart with 1.6 billion minutes of stream that yeah. was shared by Jack Carr. Oh, yeah. He shared that. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, and it makes me wonder. And I've seen other things similar to this, like people are latching on to – well, Top Gun Ma Maverick's a great example. Yeah. Smash hit. Universal was praise. It was like the one non-woke – movie laden movie at the theater yeah. and it and it, it's it was a smash yeah you know it seems like there's kind of a turning of the tide where like people are saying i'm just gonna spend my money on this stuff that's not getting into all that yeah i don't care about being offended or anything do you have you noticed kind of a turning so to speak i can't say i've noticed it but i've always been one i don't really care about i mean it's i care i understand politics shapes my life you know the decisions that government make i get all that sure um yeah. that my life is affected by what's going on around me in the world of politics and decisions and policies but i don't really want to get into that stuff i just want to have fun i love to laugh yeah. i'll watch a comedy show if you're making fun of the politicians i'll laugh i don't really want to go there i don't really know i never really paid attention so much that i can yeah be humorous about it. So I just don't go there. I mean, there's really, yeah. and I, I don't want to say that I don't want to offend the left or the right, but um, I just don't have enough to say about it that I, to, to be funny. I mean, I can mock it in my yeah. own way, but I haven't really found the forum to, to, to do that. Like I haven't, you know, mocking Prince Andrews just because he lied. That was just was such a bad interview. Like, you know, he never mm -hmm. with the girl, there's a photo of you with this girl. I mean, my goodness. Like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what, 
I've never been at first. He says, I've never been in the building. And then later on, he says, well, that's the second floor. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You said you'd never been been in the building, building, but yet you recognize it as this. So, I mean, that was a blatant lie. I'm making fun of him. (laughs) I'm making fun of, I'm not making fun of, you know, British rule or anything like that. I'm just making fun of somebody who got away with a lie and actually didn't get away with a lie. But so, yeah, I guess to answer, I'm rambling, but to answer the question, I don't just don't get into that stuff. It's not my, it's not the type of thing that I like to uh, find humor in. When I was a kid, I didn't really watch political comedy. I didn't get it if I did. So I don't just don't go there. Yeah. No politics in this book. Just, I never even thought like there was something I should do politically. So I'll make fun of it. It just never, never happened. That's awesome. And you probably, I mean, you probably, because you really, to stay away from all that, you really don't get a lot of blowback. I mean, you, I don't think you have you ever been like canceled or taken off a plat deplatformed or anything like no, that. No, yeah, ever getting kicked no, off Twitter? <laughs> no, not yet. Um, Let me know when you do. Also, I'll send you a believe, shirt. I don't post Facebook politics. You know, I don't. I used to answer like if someone had a comment about certain presidents I didn't care for, I would start writing like my retort, and then I would after I wrote, I would just delete it. Like I got it out of my system by writing it. I was like, don't put it up there because then you're going to get a hundred thousand people commenting back and arguing with you and just uh, forget it. So I just like, I just want to shut people up. I go, don't shut people up. Just walk away. Um, yeah. I you know that little voice about- in your head, that little voice in your head is not something that I listen to. <laughs> you don't- and I should have. <laughs> you I don't listen have. to that. I, yeah. I, I should listen uh, but, you to know, that. This, I've the- learned from you. But, the book is dangerous, though, because there is the, you know, there's the homophobic angle. They think he's a homophobe because of his tweet. So I had to think yep. a little bit about some of the jokes and where I was going to go with it. And um, might I don't remember anything in particular that I scaled back, but I'm sure there was something where I said, just don't go there. Like, don't don't bother doing that because it's just going to upset somebody, even though the whole point of the I mean, anybody who gets offended by my book is making my point <laughs> right the, yeah. whole point, the whole point of the book is to show what happens when you do that so if you're gonna if you're gonna be offended by my book or cancel me because of the book then you're you're exactly demonstrating that yeah. i've made my point <clears throat> um, yeah so yeah it's just i, I don't even want to i just don't go just don't go politics and jay reese my girl over there says make humor <laughs> non-political again correct yeah. I'm, I'm all for it so yeah thumbs up yeah. again jay reese she's right on point with these comments <laughs> she is she's a smart cookie she's become she was actually our is she first a regular honor. follower do you recognize her? Does she, she is now she's a big fan of nick's books uh the traveler's league series and uh she's a self-published uh amazon kdp author as well that's middle um, grade fiction middle grade fiction and uh she's become a really good friend of ours we're yep. gonna have her on the live stream as a guest uh okay. at some point and uh she's a yeah she's a smart cookie she's pretty cool she yep. gets it so yep send me an email um, when she's on now i gotta return the favor and i gotta comment on yeah that. oh my gosh we'd love to have Absolutely. you in the chat that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what's funny about that chick-fil-a article though um it, it strikes it'll strike a chord with the people who you would think would be offended the most like we have a nephew who uh, who worked for Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. and he was like the poster child of Chick-fil-A. Always super friendly, very upbeat, very kind, very polite. Yep. All, you know, he was and they send them through like a little Chick-fil-A boot camp whenever whenever they it's almost like a cult. It's like a brainwashing cult, but a good one, you know, and uh, that's why it attracts Mormon homeschoolers. It, it really does. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like a, it is. It's a it's a uh, bug catcher for yeah. a Mormon homeschool. Children. I'm, I'm going to insist and, that my uh, kids work there. I mean, it's well, going to be their first job. But what's so funny is that like the Christian conservative community, which is very large in the southeastern United States where we are and who we are, uh, we would love that article. 
That article mm. is like catnip to us because yeah. everything you're saying in that article is exactly what we think about something that we love and appreciate, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. that's the beauty of like of that kind of humor is that like you can poke fun at something and for all the healthy minded people in the room who are not looking, just itching for something to, you know, cancel, mm -hmm. like everybody looks at it as like, yeah, that's that's my thing. But it's really funny. And it's true. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's funny I how that works. A, there's a lesson for me personally as a writer, having had that article published and none of the other three or four was that that was one that I didn't force. I just observed and I formed an opinion and I wrote it. The other ones are like, OK, I need to write another one to get this on medium like i need to come up with and you come up with an idea and and it's almost like i'm fabricating whereas the chick-fil-a was just natural i went there i observed oh, yeah. i felt something and went home and i wrote it and uh, yeah. again maybe i'm discovering this right now but it, it's interesting to you know i gotta get back to just observing like we mentioned the observational comedy like go somewhere and, and look at what's happening and make fun of it mm -hmm. and that's your article instead of saying gee how about a one where the where you know camp counselor talks to the kids that's just me <laughs> making shit uh, stuff up. <laughs> so yeah, I love um, it. It's very Seinfeldian, you know. And I mean, everybody has like their criticisms of Seinfeld, but he's one of the biggest comedians in the world for a very good reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as like we'll tease Seinfeld for, you know, what's the deal with peanuts? You know, on an airplane, like it doesn't matter whether it's like hacky or hokey or whatever. It's like, dude, everybody's had that experience if you've been on an airplane. So everybody's had that experience when they've been through Chick-fil-A. Yes. You know, yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with that kind of observational yeah. humor. That's awesome. Not, not everybody's yeah. not everybody's looking to get away from their family and wants to sit there. Sometimes people, they want the speed, but I just decided to take it another direction. Like here's somebody who's bitching about it as opposed to someone who's that, I guess was part of the appeal <laughs> right. too, is that normally everybody's like thrilled that they can get through the Chick-fil-A line. And here's mm. a piece that flips that on its head and goes, you know what, please <laughs> slow the F down. In the name of the title. Just <laughs> yeah. Let me, yeah. Just screw up my I, order, please. I honestly, John, I think there are a lot of dads out there who think exactly like that. Yeah. Where they're, I think that's a common I, I, thing. I have actually dads. had that thought where I've come out of the Burger King line. Yeah. And I've been like, damn it, if angry they just took they, longer. Angry that it took so long and yeah. angry that they screwed up my order, which they do every single time without fail. There's always something. Mm -hmm. There's always something. Yeah. A straw, a napkin. Yeah. The pickles, sauce. You know, something. Yeah. And I've had the thought, you know what? I just spent 20 minutes by myself. <laughs> that <Right>. was awesome. <laughs> why yeah. am I mad? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I mad? Yeah. They're doing me a favor, yeah. you know? And then there's right. friggin' Chick-fil-A over here who's Speedy Gonzalez, accurate on everything. I have no excuse yeah. to sit in my car for 20 minutes and just get my farts out, you know? <laughs> 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 I know I probably did that when I was waiting. I didn't put that in the article, but um, yeah, that's a good one. I should remember that one. I'm being told that I have to go to Waffle House by Jay Reese. Oh, yeah. um, I've been to, yeah. they don't have Waffle Houses here in South Florida. Um, at least not that I know of. I know they're in some other states I've been to when I'm on vacation. Um, so I've been to a couple, but it's not a regular, not a regular thing for me. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you guys are. I forget, but do they have Nashville? There? Nashville. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're everywhere. They're they're on. Okay, we yeah. have more Waffle Houses than we have churches. <laughs> we're the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah, we're just saying something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more, yeah, more than Starbucks too, right? Yeah, more more Waffle yeah. Houses than Starbucks. Honestly, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll mm -hmm. take you. Oh my gosh, if we could take John Bernardo to a Waffle House, dude, 
imagine the so comedic great. fodder that you could get out of that. The I was things in a, you would observe. I want to tell you a, a real quick story. I went to the Alex Jones premiere uh, private event with some friends, and then afterwards, he there's like this new documentary that came out, and then afterwards we went to the Waffle House, and there were like 15 of us, and it was a nightmare because like half the play, half the seats are closed down. There are only two waitresses who are working, and it's like 10 o'clock at night, and one of the waitresses turns to us after we've been standing around it and says, attention, everyone, um, we will not be making any food for the next half hour because our, we don't have a cook tonight. It's just me and my other girl. And my other girl has to go in the back and pump breast milk. And with <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is the kind of stuff that you can't. I'm a novelist. You're a novelist. Nick is a novelist. I don't think any of us. I mean, you might, John. You're pretty funny. But like, I don't think any of us could have come up with something like that, you know, and, and I might have had her is, do it in the rest. I might have just had her do it in right? the restaurant instead of standing yeah, just to whip go to out the, the pumps right, right there, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> and without missing a beat, one of the dudes in our group from the movie like raises his hand and says, "Can I get chocolate?" Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, but right. like that kind of stuff happens all the time in a Waffle House or a Huddle House, which is yeah. the equivalent. Jay Reese, I think, used to uh, maybe work there, so she she kind of knows the ins and outs worked in a lot of crazy places but nothing was a freak show as much as that place that's interesting so you got more stories than i do jay maybe you should write it yeah you have to collaborate you all have to collaborate yeah you two put your heads i have the benefit of florida man right we all the crazy people all florida all the crazy stories are all florida i have to start compiling those what's your favorite florida man story What's your favorite Florida? I, know, I can't story? even think of one offhand because there's so many crazy ones. Um, I do remember uh, the YouTube video where the guy caught the alligator in his garbage can. Did you see that one? So yes. YouTube went mm-hmm. viral for a while. He was mm-hmm. the alligator right in his there's driveway. A big rolling he's got a trash can, can and he's like, mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's putting the trash can in, and then once he gets the thing in, he flips it up, and the alligator flips yeah. into the trash can, and he closes that's the lid. That's just a that's Tuesday, what I remember. you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's right. it's a good neighbor. All of the best ones typically involve either uh, severely debilitating drugs or alligators. Sometimes both. Uh, the one that I remember, which bicycle is, DUI. Yeah, bicycle DUI. The one that I remember that is in keeping with the theme of uh, your Chick Fil A article and what we're talking about is the one where the guy uh, got mad at the drive-through window because they didn't uh, get his order right, so he threw an alligator in like an adolescent attic alligator into the uh, drive-thru window. Oh, was that recent? You know? The drive-thru window. It was probably in the past uh, two or three years. I used to keep up with Florida. Oh, no, I thought it was I really worked, recent. Uh, there was... Go ahead. It probably happened more than once, John. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's probably like, That was again, me at the Chick-fil-A. Wait a second. That's what I did at the Chick-fil-A because <laughs> they were so fast. Right. If I throw an alligator in, maybe they'll slow down. <laughs> I just let this thing loose, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, and I worked in Florida off and on over the past several years. And, uh, like, I believe every Florida man story I read. Uh, and you're never surprised you know. to see him. No, and you're always delighted and to read And I them. miss it so much. I want to move back there yeah. so badly. Like, I miss the chaos. You know? Now, I just thought, I got to change the subject, because I, <laughs> while you're talking about how fast Chick-fil-A is, I just thought of another, uh, you know who PDQ is? Your PDQ is no. up in Nashville? No, PDQ no, no. is a chicken fast food thing. And the first time I ever heard it, um, I thought PDQ was like from XYZ PDQ. You know, you people, someone who saw right. somebody's pretty darn open. quick, pretty yeah. darn great. So I'm figuring that's a perfect name for a fast food place, PDQ. It's yeah. not pretty darn quick, um, both in name and in service. They actually take <laughs> a long time. So a couple of times I was like sitting in line going, what the hell? PDQ? Like, what is this? This is taking forever. 
So I finally went and looked it up. It's not PDQ. It's uh, People Delivering Quality or something like that. That's the um, name. That's the actual what PDQ stands for because um, okay. they have quality food. And it takes time to make quality food. So that's, that's the excuse for taking a long that's time. The I don't want you to just think yeah. of that. But uh-huh. PDQ, uh, I guess they're fairly new down here, but uh, it's People Delivering Quality. And I want to say to them, you uh-huh. guys understand that PDQ – is pretty darn quick that's and it's a great name for a fast food place but that's you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta change that yeah they um, missed the mark and they're gaslighting everybody by doing yeah because everybody knows what pdq means what the ultimate yeah. time letdown. i drove by one i was like wow that's a good idea pdq fast food place why didn't i think of that and that's first how drastic business mistake <laughs> yeah shows the yeah. wrong name mm-hmm. man yeah, exactly. yeah. crazy but it's still fried chicken, so I mean, maybe we're willing to, you know. It's fried. It's grilled. They've got some salads. They've got a some really fattening, like um, what's the one they have? Like a butter salad grown to order. Salad. They just dip it in butter and put it in a bun. I mean, it's uh, keep talking. That's yes. Now, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> come on down. I'll take you to PDQ. You know what? We'll take you to Waffle House. You take us to PDQ. We'll, you, you know, we'll have a good time. Next, uh, uh, next time I'm going to be on again in a month or two, I'll just, I'll have my PDQ right here and I'll, I'll just yeah. be eating it while we're on. How's that? Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> speaking awesome. of that, speaking of when you come back, uh, you're going to be, yeah. uh, we're, we're doing this again because this book is out right now. You can get an yes, ebook and paperback, just a typo. Just a typo. By John Bernardo. Um, but you're also working on, is it okay if I say it? You're also yeah, working on. Yeah, because I mentioned it earlier about the guy yeah, singing yeah. the songs. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're doing an audiobook version, right? You're having an audiobook yeah. produced of this book. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the narrator? Yeah, the narrator, his name is uh, Kane. Uh, Kane, shoot, I forget his last name. I never refer to him by his last name, but he's on a popular, um, it was a New York syndicated radio show called Kane and Corey, the Kane and Corey show in New York. Cool. I think he was on 92.7. Okay. Uh, now they turned it into a, a podcast, a subscription podcast, although I think they have one free show a week. And uh, he's a guy that they, they showed up on one of my radio stations down here and I was listening to him. And one day, you know, I drive to work, it takes me 10 minutes to go to work. And so I only hear the show for 10 minutes a day. And it just so happened when I was driving to work one day, they were talking about audiobooks. And Kane says, uh, Kane Peterson is his name. He says, I would love to do an audiobook. And his buddy's like, yeah, you should, you have a great voice. For that. And, and the light bulb went off for him. I was like, wow, wait a second. This guy sounds He's got enough of a radio voice to be a game show host, but he's also uh-huh. just klutzy enough like he could come off as an idiot if he wanted to. Yeah. And so I texted him. like I actually pulled my car over because I said, again, if I don't do this right now, I'm going to forget. If I don't text him right this minute when I get to work in yep. five, I'm going to totally forget I heard this and I'm going to forget to text him. So I pulled the car over and I texted the show and said, hey, I just heard Kane talking about being an audiobook. I have one. And he reached out, said he was interested, and we got on the phone and um he's read most of the chapters he had a little bout with covid which slowed him down uh, he's sure. in the process of finishing it i'm proofing what he's reading and it sounds That's good awesome. i mean he's you know he struggled the first chapter or two he hadn't done an audio book yet so he was feeling his oats he was over over doing it and i had to coach him and say look i just said just be him and just read it and once he got in the knack of it he went back and redid the first couple of chapters and it's really good, good. so I'm excited to get this thing out there. It's taking a little longer than I want, but um, that's because of some circumstances. But he's doing a great job. He should finish it this month. And I know I mentioned to you guys I would rather wait to come on until it's out. So I appreciate yeah. you having me back on two, you know, Absolutely. another time. But so next yeah, time man. I come on, it'll be out there and you can go listen to it. And I'm enjoying listening to his read because it's never going to sound the way I would have read it. And yeah. I was yeah. never going to be the one that read it. So it's yeah. like to hear a different take on it, to hear different inflections has been uh, interesting. And it's made me laugh 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that's what's happening. He's a radio cool. guy. He's starting to get into audiobooks, and it's coming out soon. Hopefully by September, first week of September. It's so cool. It's awesome. so cool. Congratulations on that. You know, I when uh, I I wrote a middle uh, young adult paranormal urban fantasy, uh, and when I had it narrated, the guy's name is John Moe, and because uh, I didn't know Adam yet, Adam wasn't yeah. in my, you know, Adam our 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 narrator who does all of our books. I didn't know him yet. So there's this other guy named John Moe, beautiful voice. Uh, he read it, and I heard this story in this guy's amazing voice. And I, I don't know if you had this thought, but it was like, I can't believe I wrote that. When I heard it, that is really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wrote that? I, yeah. am, I am a good writer. <laughs> Holy cow, I didn't even know it until someone else read it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a good story. I mean, it's just something that an audiobook narrator adds. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts like that when you're just like, no, but they say that um, I've written uh, scripts, film scripts before I was in my master's mm -hmm. degree out in screenwriting. And they say that if you, you really want to get a sense of how your, especially dialogue, if you want a sense mm -hmm. of how your dialogue is, have someone read it or read it out loud. Yep. And so, you know, maybe when nobody's home, I'll start reading my own dialogue out loud. If it sounds mm -hmm. quirky, you know, you miss something. So, yeah, to have your book read out loud, you get a sense of whether it's any good or not. And so yes. far, I've been thrilled with his read because it just justifies in my mind that this is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in, you could tell he's enjoying reading it. It's very easy for him. He picks up on a lot of the, the cues, like how it should be read and how somebody should say something because he understands the flow of the scene, which means I must have done the scene somewhat correctly. So yeah. it's it's uh it's good. It's a, just a nice experience. But it is interesting to hear your stuff right out loud because you're the only person that you guys know. You when you write something, you, it's, you're the only person that's with it for so long. Mm -hmm. Nobody sees it unless you're sharing it with somebody, getting comments, and then you're probably going to change it anyway. But you live with this material yeah. for so long, and you never have a chance yeah. to experience it in another in another form. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Kind that's going to be my next audio book that I listen to. Yeah, that's going to oh, yeah. absorb. Even though you've community. read the book, so you would you would yeah. listen to it. Yeah, oh. The book. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's a different experience. It is. It's totally different. And uh, not just as a writer, but as a reader or a listener and a fan. Yeah, you can never just suffice with hearing something in your own voice. You always want to give the audiobook a chance to. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it can change how you ex it changes how you experience it. And it can change how you appreciate the material as well. I'll even take a break so. from listening to my own podcast. Yeah, you know, he'll take a break from listening to his own audiobooks. <laughs> That's right. You know. <laughs> Well, the question is You're always, welcome. do you want to read your own? Did you guys think about right. reading your own? I did. I actually tried to read the first couple chapters of my young adult, I'm sorry, uh, middle grade uh, fantasy. I did the first couple chapters myself and it sounded okay. But I, I was like, this is a ton of work. Mm -hmm. And I want to write books. I don't want to right. read them. <clears throat> you know who yeah. does is uh, Stephen Pressfield, um, yeah. our other author friend, one of our other author friends. Uh, he reads his own audiobooks, and they typically tell you don't narrate your your own audiobook. You know, um, he's a legend. He can do what he wants, and he's one of those exceptions. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those exceptions where he can get away with doing that, and it it works because of how it's uh, kind of almost how niche it is. Like it just if you're plugged in, you're plugged in, and he understands it. And um, the temptation's always there as a writer, but I think it's a smart move for most people to reach out to a narrator um, 
I know that for myself with the Heavenly Realms novels, having Adam Burl narrate it with that that Alan Rickman type voice that he has, you know, that deep voice, that accent. deep British, yeah. yeah, English accent. He was able to um, ironically add a bunch of other types of accents, Irish, Russian, you know, different accents to these characters that really ended up informing the writing on the back end. Because if you have a Scottish character, it sounds different. You're not going to use the same word choice depending on the accent, you know, because certain words don't sound the same with a certain accent. So that's a, that collaborative atmosphere, that collaborative environment, super important. So, yeah, I can't wait for just a typo. To it's going to be great, man. An audiobook. Is it yeah, going to be available on audio? Of, actually, yeah, it'll be on um, everywhere. Um, Audible iTunes, and Amazon. Audible, Amazon, yeah, all of them. Yeah. He had yeah. Um, the first time he did a sample read, you know, the, I won't say it here because I don't want to get the joke away, but you know the main character's mother's name, right? Yeah, yeah. The mother? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. And she found it on the wristband, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to say uh -huh, it. In the hospital. So the, first yeah. time, the first time he read it, he did a sample read, and he actually pronounced it the way the word normally sounds not the way i said it should <laughs> right. be so he's some listen so some listening to the sample going wow this is he's doing a pretty good job and all of a sudden he says mm -hmm. i was like no 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 that's not that that's, you, you yeah. i think i got him on the phone and says it's pronounced for her uh -huh. okay so he got yeah. it and it's like it's oh that makes so much more sense. right exactly <laughs> um, and then there were a few names he had to go over um you know anyway but it's it was it's a good experience but i couldn't believe he did that wrong it was like of all the words you didn't get that that was i was right there in the book <laughs> you didn't get the joke <laughs> you didn't get it yeah so anyway yeah no. it's a great collaborative experience that helps you know it helps the narrator cut his teeth it helps the writer see his own writing through somebody else's mm -hmm. eyes or voice in this context and yeah it's it's a smart move man yeah it's really cool. very cool so john um i know uh you they're probably banging at your door so uh, I assume we probably got to let you go. Well, I can't hear it, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we could go on, but, uh, but I know I, don't, I would love to, but I do. I think I am running a little short on time. So you can I ask are. one last question? Actually, two, yeah, and they're really easy. First one, who are your top favorite comedians or humor writers and why? Top three. Top three. Okay. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, let's, let's start with that one. Then I'll do my last one. Okay. Well, <laughs> Let's see. Um, I was inspired by by Jay Reese. She's saying goodbye. <laughs> Thanks hey, for Jay. participating. Um, <laughs> Judd Apatow was an influence on me because um, I didn't really I know like who him. he was at first. I didn't. He worked for one of my favorite shows, Larry Sanders' show. Um, you know, then he did the Forty Year Old Virgin. I still didn't know who he was, but I've seen more of, of him now. I think there was a master class. I was on that master class website. He yeah. talks about comedy, and he he said something that, and I actually tweeted hoping he would see it when I first wrote the book and it published, I said, Hey, I'm so thrilled to have my book out. Thanks to, you know, at Judd Apatow, um, you know, for inspiring me, the way he inspired me was that he was an interview I read with, with him or saw. And he talked about how, you know, he, he didn't really become funny until he learned to just um, write what he thought was funny. Like don't please other people, just take from yourself and just write what you think is funny. And he says, mm -hmm. as soon as I latched onto that and stopped caring who thought it was some funny and just did, he goes, I, my career took off. And so I was like, wow, you know what? That's, you know, just, mm. and so this book is me just saying, you know what? F everybody else. Uh, I'd yep. love for them to love it. You know I mean? We all have that sort of, you know, I want to be liked yeah. mentality, sure. but just make, make yourself laugh. And um, that's what I did. So whenever he 
does he did a, I don't know if you've seen him, but he did the documentary on Gary Shandling on HBO. Have you seen that one? I haven't uh, seen that. It's called the Zen that. Diaries of Gary. Sh- you got to watch it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. And then he just did one on George Carlin that came out a month or two ago where he interviewed cool. a whole bunch of comedians. Cool. And again, another one of my favorite comedians, George Carlin. And yeah. so, you know, he's the one I'm like, I'm like envious, like, damn, like he's in Hollywood. <laughs> he can do what he wants. He goes and pitches a project. I'm going to do a documentary on on George Carlin and he goes and interviews all these comedians. I'm like, I want to do that. Doing the thing I wanted to do. Like, and how, and how he put it together and, you know, told a, you know, a heartfelt story with all the laughs in it as well. I mean, that was just terrific. Yeah. So, so I, I admire him, even though he doesn't always do things that like, he's not a regular on TV or what have you, but I just like, I would like to have the career he has. Yeah. Right. Working yeah. on a bunch of great shows, knowing about, yep. you know, having a bunch of comedians in his phone, he can call, Mm-hmm. coming up with an idea for something funny and just doing it like he he had that movie on netflix recently the bubble i don't know if you saw it i didn't think Mm-mm. it was nope, great didn't see but, it. heard of it yeah um it was about making a movie during covid so he got the idea mm. during covid and came up with all these crazy scenarios of everybody living in a bubble <laughs> and trying to make a movie and they're on each other's throats and he just okay i want to make a movie about that and he goes to the studio and he gets the green light and he goes and he makes it you know and they give him 30 million dollars to make it and he goes off and i mean that's like the dream right yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, that, totally that's is. the long answer. Other comedians, I mean, as a, as a writer, um, I started reading um, Frederick Bachman, who did A Man Called Ube, hmm. and then he did some book called Anxious People. Um, he's real good. And actually, Judd Apatow has a couple of books out called Sick in the Head, in which over the course of his career, he's interviewed a number of comedians, some of them when he was like a 15 year old, and he recorded them all and he transcribed them. It's just a book of interviews with comedians. What you think oh, is that's funny. Cool. Yeah. Uh, BJ Novak that used to be on the mm-hmm. office. He's a good yeah. writer. I, he's got a lot of short stories that I read. I don't really know if I have a favorite. I just, I admire people who have the same ability to create humor uh, with intellect behind it. You know, smart yeah. comedy, like interesting play on words, interesting concepts. That stuff mm-hmm. always jazzes me. And that's, I guess if the Chick-fil-A piece, you know, if, if anybody read it and thought it was smart, you know, that would make me feel just as happy as if they said it was funny because um, yeah. it's one thing to be goofy. Like this book here, just the typo has a lot of silliness in it. Uh, there's some smart silliness. There's some absolute dumb silliness. Uh, it's all <laughs> funny, but it's generally, you know, absurd. But I like being able to come up with uh, those nuggets of um, where you go, wow, that's that was well done. Like I want it to be well done yeah. and funny. So yeah, anybody right. who can do that, that's where that's where I go. So I don't necessarily know a zillion names, but I can read a piece or watch a comedian do a five minute bit, and if I think it hits those notes, then I'm, I'm that's what jazzes me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, mission accomplished on this book because it is hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, and it is fun. It was fun to read, and it's going to be fun to listen to when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully in September. It's kind of the goal, right? Should be, in yeah. September, something like that. Okay. I'm Very gonna cool. email the guy like after this interview and go, where the heck is it? Let's finish up. He's got four <laughs> chapters left. Ah, so. That's awesome. Ed, you're right on the cusp, man. Yeah. That's yep. uh, dude, it's a huge step. I'm super excited for it. Um, did you have I have only one last question. Yeah, I know we gotta let him go. So I know we gotta let him go. And I'm going way out on a limb here. But you've been awesome. Yeah. What is your favorite, if you don't mind, what's your favorite YouTube appropriate joke? Jeez. I have to, wow, talk I about being put about, on the spot, John. I have mean like as far as a, someone telling anything. a joke or like a yeah. prank. Yeah, I will say this. 
Well, I don't know if I have a joke, but I will say this. There's a channel uh, was on vacation recently. We can talk about that another time. But um, the people we stayed with told me about a YouTube channel. Um, can we swear here or can we not? Are we not allowed to it's swear? Okay. This yeah, it's okay. Yeah, go for it. It's okay. Yeah. It's called uh, Shitty Flute. S-H-I-T-T-Y-F-L-U-T. <laughs> okay. And the one you want to look at at first is Take On Me by AHA. So Yeah. Okay. So he showed it to me and we were and my wife and, and his wife and the four of us, and he puts it on his TV and we, I started laughing like I was going to fall over. It's in the old, <laughs> and it's the whole channel. It's just someone, the other, it's not even a flute. You know the old recorder you put up to your oh, mouth? Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So it's just oh, yeah. somebody, it's somebody playing that really, really badly. And <laughs> The, the, so awesome. take on me of course has this the, the notes don't come in for like 30 seconds because it's it's the drums and finally goes and then that's him playing the flute the recorder and it's awful it and when you hear it, it is absolutely awful. it just started la- and that's he's got a channel with millions of views because all he does is play shitty flute to a bunch of isn't that songs. funny isn't that funny how you can pour all this like intellect and witticisms and cleverness into like finally crafting something you're getting it and perfect. then some dude comes along playing a shitty flute or like it's a <laughs> video of a sloth crossing the street, you know, that millions have, like, of views, millions of views, 900,000 subscribers. Yeah, like, why where... didn't I think of it? Why <laughs> yeah, didn't I think of it? Didn't... Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are Cause... channels where they just put up like a, a, a beautiful background and relaxing music. For like a three-hour trip. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. ASMR. Million yeah. views. Yeah, Millions. it kills me Millions. because, like I said, if I could just sit home and come up with funny stuff all day, I mean, that's what I would do. That that would be yeah. my career. I just have to kind of make enough money doing it. And some of the videos I make, as you saw, are over not overproduced, but just take a while to come up with an Andrew and they're like beautiful. Do one of those a day. I could certainly right. play a, a shitty flute every day and come up with a video a day. <laughs> you, you and me both. That's what I need to figure out. Like, what, what is, what's the funny thing I could just do that's so dumb that, and so easy that everybody would watch? I just have to like sit and work on that. I maybe I'll try to pa- do that by the time I Patreon. If you start a Patreon for that, one dollar a month, you know, I will, or five dollars a month. I'll pay five dollars a month to get one video from shitty John flute Bernardo. To ju- yeah. yeah, to just watch John Bernardo play a shitty flute song for you know twenty I'll tell you, seconds. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> hold my phone up, but I actually have a, uh, I have something in my notes, which is you know there's all my notes, but which uh-huh. is funny ideas and the thing's full, but some of the, a lot of them would take a while to put together. I mean, they do. I yeah. want to give, I don't want to give any ideas out because someone will take it and run with it and go make it, but. Um, <laughs> right. I won't share yeah. that. I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> Smart move. I want to like, right. again, I want to shoot it. It's just going to take, I have to cast it and I have to shoot. It's like, I just need to come up with something that I can just do by myself here in the house. Uh, and there actually is a video like that on my channel that I did once. Um, there's one where I have Siri reading famous movie quotes. That's on my channel. Again, there's like eight videos on my channel besides the Prince Andrew one. I saw that one. But I just I saw that one. thought it was funny where, so I had like the one with Christopher Walken and Pulp Fiction going, I had this watch. And your father wore this watch up his ass. <laughs> up his ass. So I recorded into Siri. I had Siri read Siri. it back. And it's, uh-huh. my father wore this watch up his ass for three years. It's just, <laughs> I find that funny. So I did five of them and put it on YouTube. And that's something I can do with minimal Love production. It. That's what I have to yeah. uh, work on is how to come up with, not spend eight months writing a book and not spend three weeks doing an Andrew video, spend right. three hours and put it up there and then i can do one a day or one a week mm-hmm. or whatever but that's that's for next time i guess but that's what i'm i gotta start working on 
It's a good awesome. return on investment. Smart move, John. Yeah, that's awesome. Otherwise, a book, the next book's a year away, right? That's that's the next book's a year away unless uh, you know, they got to come up with something that comes mm-hmm. out a little faster. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah, get books there. Take a long time. Yeah, take a long time to get ready. Yeah, yeah you got to promote them. You know, the launch. I started writing another writing book. Editing, I, oh. I did start writing another one. The last thing I'll share is that I, I I'm now not writing that. I'm writing a t- television pilot. Because I was on, hmm. I don't think it was this podcast. I was on another podcast and I told my story of you know, being in Hollywood. I was a writer in Hollywood for, I, mean, I was hmm. actually a paid writer in Hollywood. I went to grad school and I wrote a script that almost sold. And um, long story short, the podcaster, when I told him the idea, he said, that would make a great Netflix series. And I went, oh, yeah. holy shit, it would make a great yeah. Netflix series. So now I'm trying to adapt my old screenplay into a pilot, which would have legs. And anyway, so that's cool. I'm like that. And I have ways to shop that around and contacts. I can get that too. So that's kind of what I'm writing now is a pilot television script. It's hard. Um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. I've re- rewritten it a number of times, but that's what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. Pressure's on. That answers my last question, which was, what are you writing next? Now we know. Now Netflix we know. pilot. All yeah. right. John, when yeah. we bring you back, please uh, give us an update on that as well, along with talking about the audiobook and uh, anything else that you're working on. Um, John Bernardo, author of Just a Typo, also also the author of the $2 Bill documentary for yeah. anybody who is not aware. Uh, another really cool, interesting bit. But we love Just a Typo. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, your comedy writing is extraordinary. So it is. Thank John you. Bernardo. Appreciate it. You bet, Dude, man. Always a pleasure. It's been so fun talking to you again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm so happy so to get the invite. No, it's okay. actually so long. I would never would have expected a second invite. And usually that doesn't work out like that. So the fact that you well, call me back and you want to come on again, I was like, wow, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Very hey, cool. Don't tempt us. You know, we've we already got we one thing a, lined up like that. Just with the email. <laughs> well, you know what? We can, maybe the three. Maybe you need a third host. Let me know. It's a third uh, host. Yeah. Oh, you know what, dude? I would love. <laughs> we, I actually probably will bug you about maybe doing something more regular here pretty soon, as your as your schedule allows. So, John. Bernardo, I just I got a text from my wife. We are starving. My wife just texted me. <laughs> okay. Please yeah. give her our apologies, yeah. man. I'm gonna thank tell you her to eat. Time. Just eat. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you again awesome. next month. Sounds right. great, man. Talk to you next Talk to you later, John. Take Bye. care. John oh, Bernardo. That guy's awesome. Author of Just a Typo. Everybody should go check it out on Amazon. JohnBernardo.com yep. is the yep. website. JohnBernardo.com or you, I, he is on Instagram. I always yeah. put everyone's Instagram handle up there. JohnBernardo222. And it's Bernardo with two N's. Yep. J-B-N-N-A-R-D-O-222 on Man, Instagram. That was fun. I, Dude, it's been so long since we talked to him. And it's it, shame on us for not reaching out to him sooner. We should have done this probably like three, four months ago. I know. You know, uh, he's I forgot how much fun John is to talk like to. Like with him. every guest, it's like I feel... I feel dumber after talking to them because I realize how smart I'm not, you know? Well, John's like, what's cool about John? He's very clever. He's very humble. He knows how to have a good time. He's very smart. He doesn't take anything too seriously. And he's multifaceted, you know? I mean, the multimedia stuff, the writing, you know, and, you know, people look at like, oh, you're a writer. Okay. Well, here's the thing. There are like eight different categories of writing that you can Mm. invest your time and energy into, and they don't have a lot of overlap on the Venn diagram. So like comedy writing for a website is different than writing a script for Netflix, which is vastly different than writing a novel. Like John's a super talented guy, man. He's he's awesome. We're happy to have him. So, well, I got to say this. I got to take a break real quick because I, I neglected to do this at the beginning of the live stream. Okay. (sighs) 
this is what we have to do. We have to do this. I yes, have to say this. we do have to do this because we got Why a lot did of I do cool this? people. Yeah, I mean, if you're not watching need... this live, yeah, I think uh, Jay Reese has already followed. You're the yeah. best. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Yeah. Um, if Thanks, you're Jay. not watching this live, you need to take this digit, this this yep. phalange, this extension of your yep. body. Your booger hooker. Yep, your bo- <laughs> If you're on a phone or a tablet and you need to subscribe and hit the bell. Yeah. Uh, and if you're on, uh, if you're Gen X or a boomer or old school and you have a mouse in your hand, you need to you need to click subscribe. Yeah. I mean, just do it. Just, just do, do it, it right now. Just do it. Uh, there will just be more interviews with amazing people. Uh, we want you guys to know when that happens and hit the, the bell too. I think you should know that. There's a little bell by your subscribe button. You hit subscribe, you're not going to know when we live stream. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah. You got to hit subscribe and the bell. So do both of those things right now. Yep. And I love you. Yes. And that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Should we also talk about the uh, Patreon? Yes. Let's mention the Patreon. Brand new. Absolutely. Patreon now. You Mm -hmm. should definitely become an honorary Gosling. Why? We're putting together exclusive content. Yeah. We do a monthly live Discord. Yeah. Which we're doing our first tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you get discounts off merchandise. You get uh, free digital downloads of some of our work, mm-hmm. of our books, free. It's $5 a month. Yeah, Be an honorary, honorary Gosling. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome. I think it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's a great deal. Discord chat, uh, you know, we'll be hanging out. We got a bunch of interesting things, like, worked up for uh, for the Patreon thing that we're going to grow over time. Um, you know, we had uh, we had talked about maybe rekindling typewriter one offs and yeah, reading yeah. those exclusively on Patreon. We've even talked about having exclusive uh, channel access to like some sort of MST3K oh, style yeah. Yeah. videos. Yeah, we got all you know, kinds of things. Uh, we got a bunch of different up. ideas. Like, and for five bucks a month, like it's it's a lot of bang for the buck yep. if you if you either like us or you gain a lot of schadenfreude from watching us flounder <laughs> that just depends that's on you right, that's and right. what you want and what you like yep and we're gonna do that what time are we doing that tonight we're gonna do discord tonight at what eight yeah it's at eight o'clock yeah so we're, we're gonna take eight a, central we're gonna take a break yeah eight central time um we'll hop on the discord chat and uh i know jay reese will be there yep. jay reese author of rumble tide uh, and the daughter of Eve, along with uh, some other Br- Brumble Tide's like a whole series of young, or middle grade fiction, right? Of, yeah, there yeah. middle grade fantasy. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Jay Reese Bradley, uh, you want to check her out. John Bernardo was our guest today, and he is author of Just a Typo and uh, the Two Dollar Bill documentary. We love John. We're going to have him back after his audiobook is completed in probably uh, what, probably about a month, something like that. Yeah, it's about a month. Yeah. And Jerry says uh, last week she got every ebook of the Travelers League series. Oh, nice. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. I hope you were able to download some of those for free on on the on the Patreon site. I put all the all the ebooks on there. I hope you were able to download that, especially the one my daughter wrote, which is <laughs> adorable and it's a great story. Yeah. That she wrote. Cool. So good. Uh, but thank you so much for that. And um yeah, man. I don't know if there's anything else we need to go over. I don't think so. I still got I, I got like tons of questions that I did not get to with John. So uh, we're going to have a, a lot of fun bringing John back. And when we do, um, we are probably going to have John on for some exclusive Patreon only content that uh, you will not see on the YouTube live stream. 
So yeah. that is one thing that we're working on. And uh, I might see about getting John uh, as a regular guest. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Do like a, you know, once a quarter check. Dude, that'd be awesome. Kind of thing. I bet, he, I bet he'd be open to it. I think he would yeah. be. We have so much fun talking yeah. to him. So awesome. All and, right. And uh, Doria, Doria uh, Morera. Morera? Morera? Please forgive me if I jacked up your last name. <laughs> but Doria, thank you. It's good to, good to hear from you yeah, again. You and yeah. Uh, yeah. And God uh, bless we, you too. Yeah. We've been going for an hour and a half now. And yeah. uh, it was a great interview. I hope you're able to go back and watch. Yeah, uh, go back and watch what uh, John our conversation Bernardo was with... amazing. Yeah, yeah, John's killer. So, uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, we are pushing an hour and a half, so we're going to bounce. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Um, you know, those all those things Please. help deepen the digital footprint on the algorithm. Uh, the Patreon is there in the description below, along with uh, Nick's middle grade uh, fiction series, The Traveler's League. Uh, probably just your Amazon page in general, I assume, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, my... well, no, on, on the Patreon, there, there are links to uh, my book funnel account where people can download it for free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, my books are on Amazon. They're probably in the description below as well. If you guys are interested in any of those and uh, we will be back. Let's see what in two weeks, three weeks. I think it's three weeks. Let I me check so. real quick. I believe so. I think we got like a little bit of a break here. Let me uh, let me double check my schedule. Uh, we are going to be back on August 24th with none other than Jerry Jerry Spradley. Spradley on the 24th. Yeah. So that is in what? Three or is, is that it three 24? Weeks? Weeks. That's two weeks. It's uh, it's the 21st. Oh, it's 21st. 21st. Okay. Yeah. So next Sunday, August 14th, we will be off and then we'll be back on the 21st with Jay Reese Bradley. Yeah, it's so going to be fun. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Oh, uh, we will uh, tonight on the live discord. Uh, we'll put the link in Patreon. So if you're a patron, a patron of the show, you'll get an email with yeah. that link. We're going to do that at eight central tonight. Yep. We will see you there. All right. And you guys have a good one. Yep, I'm Jonathan. I am Nick. And we are the Goslings. We'll see you later. Adios, amigos. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership of the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>